There we go. We're recording. Welcome to the Tim Biscuit Podcast. Today we've got a new guest. And if you want to introduce yourself. All right. My name's Darren from Tactical Coffee. Well, thanks for coming on. I know we've been trying to arrange this for uh, quite a while now. <laughs> so before yeah. we begin, I just want to sh- give a massive shout out and thanks to our sponsors, which are Rune Silk. They're a beard care company. You can find them at www.runesilk.com and also tenga.com code.uk and they're a sex toy company we're both companies you can get 10% off your first orders by putting in the code tin biscuit that's tin biscuit capital t capital b all the information will be in the description below so thanks for coming on so do you want to tell us a bit about how you started the coffee company and why have you got the name tactical coffee company um i started about three years ago um I've always been into coffee. Um, I, I really do have a passion for coffee. Um, why I started it, honestly, I have no idea. Um, I've always been a bit of an entrepreneur. I like to think of myself as a bit of an entrepreneur. And um, so, you know, what better thing to do than start a business with something you have a passion for? Yeah. Was was you in the army then before this took off? Yeah, I was in the army for 21 years. I left about 10 years ago. Um, and this, it was after I left the army, I started this business. So it's been going on for about 10 years, has it? This? No, the, the business has been going for three years, just over three years. Excellent stuff. So how many types of coffee do you have? Because I've, I've, I've tried them all, and my favourite is um, um, Caffeinated Violence. Yeah, Caffeinated Violence is by far our best seller. Uh, it's a Vietnamese Robusta. Uh, highly caffeinated keep you awake guaranteed uh i think in total we have 14 different coffees 14 14 yeah blimey because because as we speak i'm i'm drinking the alpha one alpha alpha was our very first blend our very first coffee Excellent. So where do you get your beans from and do you roast them yourself? How how like do you go about that? Because I've done a bit of research into roasting your own coffee beans, but it's a bit complicated and it, it like says on the internet, it smells, it does this, it does that. Do you like you buying your own coffee beans in and do you roast them yourself? And how long does it take to perfect like sort of a blend of coffee? Uh, we don't roast ourselves. We have another a veteran roaster who roasts our coffee, uh, Sicilian master roaster. Um, but the coffee he roasts, um, he roasts specifically for us, uniquely for us. There are unique blends. Um, it, it is roasting coffee is a science. Uh, we do actually do uh, three types of raw coffee bean, green coffee beans that you can roast yourself at home. Right. So if someone wanted to buy these green coffee beans and fancy to go with roasting themselves how would one go about doing that well you, well you can do it in the oven um probably not the best method to do it or you know <laughs> take it outside um on a little gas cooker uh steel skillet roasting myself takes about i don't know about 10 minutes 10 minutes about 10 minutes 10 10 to 15 minutes depending on how dark you want them right so obviously the darker the coffee bean the stronger the coffee is uh, now, the darker the coffee bean, uh, you're going to get a different flavour profile. Uh, every time you roast them, uh, depending on how quick you roast them, what temperature and how long, you're going to get a different uh, flavour profile. All right, interesting. So how would you make, say, 
what blend of your coffee has got the most caffeine in? Because I've tried the world's strongest coffee, was, which was black insomnia. Like, and I think I messaged you about this. I, I had a cup of that, then I had a cup of your caffeinated violence, and I want very good for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, caffeinated violence is by far our most caffeinated coffee. Uh, it's right. a Vietnamese robusta, slow roasted. Mm-hmm. What's what, what's some what's some your process of like for your coffees? Is and like is there a best way to make your coffee through the mocha pot, through a pour, through through a cafetiere, through a drip machine? Does like your blender coffees have any specific way of tasting better through any principle of making the coffee itself? I, it, each different way you, you you brew it, whether it be an aeropress, a drip, uh, an espresso machine, is it's going to take it's going to taste different. Um, my preferred method is with an aeropress. Uh, mm. I think you get a much smoother coffee through an aeropress. But uh, again, you could use a V60, uh, a drip, produces a nice a nice coffee. Yeah, I've 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 always found with the aeropress, I've never used one. My like brother uses one. And he like swears by it, but it just seems too much messing about for me. I just like the, um, I just like the mocha pot. You put it in, you pour it out, you chuck your things away, rinse it through, and there you go. But it seems with that AeroPress again, I've never used one, so I don't know for definite. But it seems to me it's a lot of messing about from using it, cleaning it out, and then it just seems a lot of faffing about. <laughs> yeah, it is quite a complicated process, but. Then again, you're going to get a, bed, a better tasting coffee through it. Uh, I think the easiest, simplest process is through the V60, which is a dripper. You basically put the dripper on top of your cup, put a filter in, put a scoop of coffee in, and then you pour your water in. Once the coffee's dripped through into your cup, you just throw the filter in the bin, give the V60 yeah. a quick rinse, and then you're ready to go again. The V60, excellent stuff. So how far has your coffee come on? Do you like you sell to? Do any shops? Do you sell to any independent coffee shops, or have you got an independent coffee shop or a coffee van? <coughs> What's the, or are you just a supplier at the minute? Uh, no, we we sell online. Um, the majority of our business is done online. Um, we do have a coffee shop. That's a bit of a sore subject. We haven't been able to open it yet due to COVID. Um, our right. plan is to open it at the end of May, beginning of June. Uh, it's all ready to go. Um, just waiting for the for the go ahead from the government. We do, or um, well, we used to do, a lot of outdoor events, um, going to military events, shows, sporting events, and selling cups of coffee from there. Um, but yeah, our, our biggest sort of thing at the moment is is waiting for the coffee shop to open. Yeah. So where's your coffee shop based? Then, if like people wanted to come in and like, what's it called? And okay, the coffee shop is in Birmingham, a place called Rayleigh Regis in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and it's situated. Um, Dalton Trading Estate within uh, a company called InRange. Now, InRange is uh, it's an air rifle, airsoft, archery range. Um, but there's also an active pistol range. There is um, a virtual reality room. Um, oh, cool. Lots of different things going on there, uh, and we we run the coffee shop within that within that business. So, like, someone could go in and have three cups of caffeinated violence and go shoot some archery and pistols and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they could. It'll probably improve their aim, to be honest. <laughs> or go into, like, a horror-themed virtual reality and scare them to death. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's what's the plans for the coffee? You say you've got four, Did you say it's 14 types of coffee? 
Uh, it's 14 types of coffee. We're also doing <laughs> instant and a hot chocolate as well. Oh, you do <clears> hot <throat> chocolate? We do a hot chocolate, yeah. Oh, that's HC, HC 500, hot chocolate 500 grams. Oh, tell us more about the hot chocolate, because that's something I didn't know. Yeah, well, uh, the hot chocolate we've been doing for about 12 months now. It's uh, it's a good seller. It's a nice big bag as well, 500 grams, made from the finest cocoa beans. It's got uh-huh. uh, added milk into it, so it's basically just uh, a big old scoop of hot chocolate with some hot water, stir it into a little paste, and then top it up with uh, more hot water. No need to add milk. But could you add milk if need be? Because I, uh, I know could... people who do add milk. <laughs> Yeah, I, I add extra milk. I, I like a nice milky hot chocolate. Uh, that's excellent stuff. Hey, that's, that's that's something I've like learned. I might have to diet, so um, go and get some of that hot like hot chocolate. Um, apart from your coffees, is I mean, is that the only coffee you sort of drink yourself, or do you like to try other people's coffees to see where it goes? Like extreme coffees, like um, School Crusher, Black Insomnia, etc. Or do you just stick to your own brand? No, I, I do like to try other people's coffees. I say I'm a, I'm a bit bit of a, a coffee fanatic. Um, I'd say one of the best coffees I've ever tasted is another veteran-owned uh, coffee business called uh, Explorer Coffee, based down south. A guy called uh, Neil Harmsworth. Um, mm-hmm. He does good coffee. Big shout out to Neil. Um, I won't tell you any other types of coffee that I've tried, but yeah, I do. I do try them all. <laughs> what do you think? Be because the job I do, I sort of travel around a lot. I sort of try um, different coffees from, like, the main coffee shops, like Costa, McDonald's, Greg's, like 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 Starbucks. How would you rate them sort of coffees? Because, like, I'd say my best coffee is probably Greg's. People are probably going to shoot me down for saying that. But Greg's <laughs> just in, like, just not best coffee if I'm at home, I'm not going to have Greg's, but if I'm out and about and I want a quick coffee, Greg seems to be the one that hits the mark all the time. The thing is, with, with the big chains like uh, Starbucks, Costa and all that, um, they you know, they try to keep the costs down. So they buy bulk and they buy, I wouldn't say the cheapest beans they can get, but you know, they're always looking for a deal on beans. So yes. in my opinion, they're not going to be the best beans. I mean, the, the, the coffee's all about the bean. Um, to be honest, um, my advice would be try some of the smaller coffee shops, sort of the, you know, the small independent roasteries, the small coffee shops. Uh, you, you, you are going to get a, a much better coffee. What do you think of, um, you say the independent coffee shops, a lot of them around where I live use the coffee brand Stokes. They're based in Lincoln. I've, and, I, and are you aware of Stokes coffee? No, I've never heard of Stokes coffee, no. No, they do tea and things like that. It's like still an independent, but it's a, it's pretty big. Um, I think one of the best coffees I had was an independent sort of coffee shop slash restaurant, and like we had a breakfast, and like this was in Bath, and I can't remember the name of it. I th- was it something like Josie Coffee or something like that? The guy got it from, but it was really nice, really smooth and nice, and it was um, it was just like an espresso on its own, just a small espresso, and it hit the mark perfectly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the best the best coffee you're going to get is um, from an independent roaster who've got their own coffee shop because you know the coffee's going to be fresh and you know it's going to you know they're going to be yes. good beans. <coughs> Would and like you say brewing the coffee and cleaning your machine out and taking care of your machine is part of the coffee experience for the taster. You're saying that go to independent coffee shops, but if they use a good coffee being like yourselves, but aren't taking care of or like brew it 
differently? Do like you think brewing plays a part in sort of the taste of coffee? I oh, mean, it, like it obviously, plays a, uh, yeah, it plays a massive part. You've got to keep your your equipment clean. Uh, you've got to use good water as well. You, you know, you, in in an espresso machine, you use filtered water. Um, the, the water will make a, a massive difference to how your coffee tastes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If it's like sort of smooth and like sort of less um, got less lime scale in like sort of into it, I suppose it's um, makes sense. What do you think of these coffees? Where like the animals eat it and poo through the bean to <laughs> clean it up? Because I've tried the civet God. coffee. Yeah, civet, uh, Carla Lupa coffee. I I can honestly say I'd never ever try it. I mean, who wants to drink a coffee that's been through an animal's digestive system? Hey, it's quite nice. <laughs> Um, well, do, do you know what? Unless you're going to get it from a verified source, um, there's actually no guarantee that it is what they say it is. I mean, I've, I've heard of uh, places that sell it um, where they keep the animals chained up and then only yes. feed them the coffee beans. I mean, the, the, the proper natural taste, if you like, comes from the other fruit that the civet eats. You mm. know, it eats bananas, guava, um papaya all that kind of stuff which once it's in the animal's uh, digestive system sort of blends with the coffee beans that it eats now if, yeah. if an animal's been chained up or caged and only being fed coffee beans it's you're not going to get the same taste as it is if it was from a wild civet the, the, <laughs> the one i went to was certificated and it was a proper coffee club so it wasn't farmed but then as but then i as i was looking into different coffees that's been digested through animals there's quite a few but the most expensive one is um black ivory and that's a thailand company i don't know if right, you've heard yeah. of them and it's yeah and it's set through elephants <coughs> but yeah the, the, the <laughs> thing like with the elephants is these like elephants have been saved from cruelty from circus acts from this that and like the other they don't force the animals to eat they like only eat when they're like they want to eat it and a certain percentage of their coffee sales goes towards cruelty against elephants. So, oh. yeah, no, that's, that's good. It, it is good. Um, some people are doing that, but again, I, I couldn't imagine myself drinking or eating anything that's been through a, an animal's digestive system. Now, so you don't fancy doing your own sort of human system coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think people would like that. Especially if it's been through my digestive system. <laughs> so going back to three years ago, what made you think, because you've said you've always been into coffee, you've been a coffee fanatic, what made that switch flick on and say, I tell you what, I'm going to start doing my own coffee? And like, is it just you or is it other people? <coughs> or I mean, like, where did the idea come from and when did you actually say to yourself, I'm like sort of going to go for this? Okay, I mean, I... I did a, a course. I went to Winchester Coffee School and did a course uh, in 2015 with the plans to buy uh, a mobile coffee truck. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it wasn't sort of orientated around the sort of the military or the veteran community. Um, it was just going to be a, a coffee truck. Um, so I did this course, applied for a business loan and, and got turned down for the business loan, which looking back at it, it's probably a good thing. Uh, and then I came across um, an American company uh, called Black Rifle Coffee, really, really famous um, coffee company, veteran-owned, do their own coffees. And I thought, you know what? what? What a great idea. I'll have some of that. 
So like most things in life, I sort of charged head on into it, got as much information as I can and then and then launched it. And it wasn't until I'd launched it that, you know, I found out I wasn't the only one out there. There's a few other um, companies in the UK doing exactly the same. Um, some of those companies have, have been and gone. Um, a few are still about, a few are doing well, a few are just sort of hanging on. Uh, and again, since I started, um, a few others have popped up. They've been and gone. A few are still knocking about. So there's there's quite a few of us out there. And yeah, I know I know some police have got one. It's like well, but I can't remember their name of like their uh, coffee. Triple nine, I believe they are. That's it. Triple nine. Do um, like you think the success of your coffee has got something to do with your background of being in the military? Is... No, I, I I don't think so. I mean, we don't um, specifically market to the military. Um, I'd say a lot of our company uh, customers aren't military or mm-hmm. uh, veterans. You know, we we do sort of market towards all emergency services. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put it down to sort of my background. Um, no, yeah. I'd say I'd say the success of our, our coffee um, is to do with my genuine passion for a good cup of coffee. It is nice coffee, and um, like I'm not just saying that. I've like I said before, caffeinated violence is like probably one of the nicest coffees I've ever had. Well, the, the thing is with the caffeinated, caffeinated violence is, is by far our best seller. Um, and you've got some of these other coffee companies out there. I won't say any names. They sort of brag and boast about how much caffeine or how strong their coffee is. Mm-hmm. Now, to get a highly caffeinated coffee, you need to use uh, Robusta beans, which is a cheap bean. And, um, Caffeine tends not to taste very nice. So there's a fine balance between sort of where you stop with the caffeine to where you get a nice cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I think we've got that just right. I mean, um, a cup of caffeinated violets typically has 360 milligrams of um, caffeine in it, as where some of the, the higher ones, you know, have like over a 1,000 um, milligrams of coffee per cup. And it, to be honest, that can't taste nice. I know Black Insomnia has one thousand one hundred and something yeah. milligrams, and that one as bad as I thought it would be. But yours sort of, and there's the oh, what's the other one? Is it School Crusher? School Crusher, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are like boasted to have the like best, but there's one as there's had a bit of a bitter aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. Caffeine so tends it, to taste bitter. I mean, if if you look at kind of Red Bull, kind of Red Bull. One can of Red Bull has got uh, 80 milligrams of caffeine in it. Um, uh, our, our caffeinated violence has, I think it's just under 400 milligrams. Anything over 350 is classed as extreme. So when you're looking at 1,000 milligrams of caffeine per cup, I mean, one, it's, it can't be good for you. And no. two, it's, it's probably not going to taste very nice. No, surprisingly, the black insomnia does taste nice. So, I'm like, whether or not they're sort of lying about their caffeine in like the cup, because like it's not as it's not as bitter as School Crusher was. You will like sort of mentioned before on how to get your coffee stronger. If someone wanted to go all out and get a really strong cup of coffee, how would they go about roasting that particular bean that holds the most caffeine in? um slow slow and slow and low as they say um if if you roast a bean for too long it's going to darken the bean and you're going to get rid of more of the caffeine 
Um, it's, right. If, if, if you want a strong cup of coffee, add more coffee. All that's, right. That's the secret. If you want a strong tasting cup of coffee, we're not talking caffeine now. We're talking a strong tasting cup of coffee. Yeah. If you want a strong cup of coffee, use more coffee. Now, like that's something I noticed when I was on Instagram. I've like sort of come off Instagram now, but someone mentioned my coffee looked weak when I used the strongest type of coffee. So you're saying that a strong a cup of coffee doesn't mean it's like a stronger tasting cup of coffee doesn't mean it's high in caffeine then no i think when um when like me one of the companies um is saying they've got the world's strongest coffee uh i think that's good no who's that um no death wish coffee saying they've got the world's strongest coffee Mm -hmm. what what they actually mean is they've got the world's most caffeinated coffee Right. Um, if if you want a strong coffee, it doesn't necessarily mean it's got more caffeine in it. Just you know, if you want a strong tasting cup of coffee, use more Just, coffee. That makes sense. It's all falling into place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do I mean I'd I've been like you ever thought of be bringing out a stronger caffeinated coffee? Or more uh, caffeinated um, coffee, just just for a like a, like a limited novelty purpose say or like would you rather keep it as some like you're going and sort of stay out of that area of trying to outdo everyone else in this caffeinated war thing yeah no i think coffee's all about the taste not how much coffee Definitely. how much caffeine it's got in it you know i say the more caffeine you stick in the coffee the the, the more bitter it's going to taste and for me it's all about having a nice uh tasting cup of coffee it's something to enjoy and not enjoy yeah exactly yeah i mean if, if you want a really really nice cup of coffee we do um a jamaican blue mountain coffee right that that's that's one of one of the most rarest coffees in the world um not exactly cheap but um a very very nice cup of coffee so what's the most expensive coffee you do in your like range and because like 14 is quite a big range of from like coffees well we do um we do a coffee called um, um, Bravo November, named after a famous Chinook helicopter, and that's a Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. Right. And that's £29 for 150 grams. <sighs> Bear in mind, one of our typical bags, like the Alpha bag you're drinking there, that's mm-hmm. um, 6 99 for 250 grams. This is £29 for 150 grams. But it's, um, it's a very hard coffee to get hold of, and mm-hmm. it's only grown in a very small area, so it's, it is uh, quite a um prestigious coffee so how many cups of coffee would you be able to get out of a blue mountain pack compared to say the alpha pack for 6.99 that i'm drinking um I mean, a, using... sorry i was just gonna say because there's quite a massive price difference and obviously you pay for what you get and if blue mountain's quite a rare how to get hold of coffee that grows in certain places that's understandable so, because that seems it more, it's aimed at more of the coffee lover, coffee connoisseur than someone who just likes coffee to drink. It's like more aimed at the people who actually like, like coffee. It is, yeah. It's, it's a, well, we call it um, a, a prestige coffee. Um, yes. You know, it's, it's definitely for the, for the coffee lover, not for someone who just wants a quick brew before they go to work. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if you're paying £29 for 150 grams, you, you can definitely taste the difference. It, it is a very, very nice cup of coffee. So how do you have your coffee? Oh, 
Hello. Oh, can you hear me? Hello. Oh, can you hear me? Technical difficulties. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, mate. Hello. 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 <laughs> we seem to have these technical difficulties. Let's see if we can. The Tea Biscuit Podcast.